Welcome to the I Didn't Sign Up for This podcast. My name is Caitlin Nillis, and I'm a mom of two who loves keeping it real and talking about all the hard things in motherhood that no one else likes to. This podcast was created to help women feel seen and less alone through motherhood because at the end of the day, did any of us really know what we were signing up for? So let's dive into the conversation and help you feel less alone. Hello, and welcome to the first solo episode of I Didn't Sign Up for This Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I am your host. So today is the first day that my girls have been away from me. They went with their dad last night, and I think I did the math, and I think it was like of the last 25 days, they have been with me like 22 of the last 25 days. And really, that's because of Christmas. So me and my children's father, Cody, his name is Cody, we do a 9-5 schedule. So I usually have the kids for nine overnights, and then he takes them for five. Um, His parenting time was during Christmas. So we did a joint Christmas together. um, And we felt like it would be best if the girls spent the night at my house because that's where we have like all the Christmas decorations. This is the house that they've lived in for, you know, over almost four years now. And, um, anyway, so I point is, is that I am just feeling like so burned out because if you are a single parent or a solo parent, or you have had your kids for any amount of time, on your own, like, you know, that it is exhausting. Like when you are the only one, you have no one to tap you out. You are just like the second you wake up to the second you go to bed. And then like all the overnights that are all the night wakings are like 100% you, it catches up to you. So I'm feeling really good um, today. So I can finally get caught up on some work. I wanted to record this podcast episode and then do like a few other things. So I'm feeling really good right now. (laughs) And I know like in a couple days, I'm going to be feeling I'm going to be missing them. Like probably by tomorrow, I'll be really missing them um, after I've had a little bit of time to decompress and recover. So I thought from my first episode, you guys, I thought that I would talk about divorce because I know that a lot of my following has come from um, my videos, my reels and TikTok videos on divorce and separation. Um, I did not start out my account as a divorce account and my account is still not a divorce account. It's funny because I don't really want... I don't really want my identity to be wrapped up in being a single parent and divorce. So I feel like in a way I've resisted that. But I also... When I was in the thick of it, and I was going through my separation. I was deciding what to do in my marriage. I really looked to social media for support, guidance. I wanted to connect with other women who had gone through what I was going through. And to be honest, there wasn't really anything out there at the time. I knew I had a couple creators that I followed who I knew were divorced, but they didn't talk really talk about it very much. And so when I kind of healed from my divorce, um, when I was ready, I decided that I wanted to share about my experience. Now, 
kind of with that is I've had to set a lot of boundaries with myself because while I do have really good intentions, I really care about helping people. I also understand that it's it's a situation that impacts more than just me. There is another person to this equation. I have two children. Anything that you put out on the internet is forever. And so I have had to set boundaries with myself um, and what I share and what I don't. So this isn't a free-for-all. This isn't a tell-all. I definitely have boundaries. But at the same time, I also want to be you know, a, a safe place for people to come to know that they're supported, that they're loved, that their experiences are valid. And so, yeah, I'm trying to kind of navigate that that space here. So, okay. So uh, let me pull up my notes so I can stay on track. I kind of have a tendency of just being really chatty and kind of just like going out on tangents. So I had to create an outline, like just keep myself on track. Okay. So I think the best way to structure this episode is just to first just sharing my my journey and my marriage and divorce. Um, and then we'll get into some of the common questions that I get asked um, that I think are helpful and also like respect my boundaries. <laughs> also, before we jump in, I just want to say I'm not a therapist. I'm not a coach. I'm not a doctor. Um, everything I share on this episode is my own personal experience. And I encourage you to reach out to a therapist to help you navigate your own unique situation. Please reach out to an attorney or mediator for any legal advice. I'm going to stay away from like all the legal aspects of everything, but I just wanted to give that disclaimer. Okay. So a little, so about my journey. So I got married when I was 22. I started dating my husband um, or my ex-husband when I met him when I was 17. And he was 19. And we kind of had an on and off relationship for, I don't know, three or four years, I want to say. We kept breaking up. We'd get back together. Like, I feel me and Cody, we have like, we have a really interesting dynamic where we just get along really well. Like, we vibe really well. He gets me, I get him. So we just kind of had that type of relationship. We were really young. Yeah, we got engaged when I was 21. And then when I was 22, we got married. Um, He was 24. So we were married in um, June of 2012. We were married for 10 years. I think 10 years before we got divorced because, well, our divorce, it was actually almost 11 years when we were officially divorced. But we separated after a little over 10 years of marriage. Um, We had two daughters. We have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And we also have an 11-year-old, Westy. His name is Tulo. If you've been following me for a while, like he makes some appearances in my videos because he's always following me around. In October of 2022, yeah, we separated. And um, we didn't really know how to navigate this part of our life. So we just started out with a temporary separation, um, just kind of took baby steps, one little step at a time, just navigating this whole process. And then after the end of the year, we decided that we needed to move forward with divorce. And then we were officially divorced in June of 2023. I'm trying to decide if there's anything else that I want to share. I think that pretty much encompasses it. So why don't we go ahead and get into some of the 
top questions that I get asked for on divorce. So the first question that I have is, this is like top question by a long shot, how to decide if you should leave. So for me, it's such like it's you cannot give just a blanket statement to this question. It's such an impossible decision and is truly only one that you can make. And I heard that from literally everyone under the sun, my therapist, my business coach, like my friends. I desperately wanted at that time, like for someone to just tell me, like, should I keep trying or should I call it? What do I do? And truly no one can do make that decision except you because you are the one who has to live with that. You are the one who gets to decide how you're going to live your life. And that is going to be different for everyone. So for me, I just kind of got to the point where I either had to accept that this was just going to be my life. Like I had spent a lot of time in my marriage trying to change things. I had to accept that I had no control over anyone but myself. And I had to accept that this was either my life or I needed to do something about it. So after a lot of back and forth and debate and therapy and uh, reaching out to, I had a, a coach at the time, you know, no one chose this except for me. No one told me what to do. Um, I wanted someone to again, but no one did. It was just me who made that decision. But, but like a therapist and p- people can kind of help guide you um, in your life. And so I think that was really essential for me. Um, at that time. So after, after doing like literally everything I felt like to improve our marriage, I decided that we needed to do a temporary separation. Um, we literally took one small step at a time because that type of decision, it's so life-changing. Um, it's one of the biggest decisions that you can ever make in your life and it can feel very overwhelming. So we did a temporary separation for two months. And without really going into a lot of detail, I don't ever... Again, I don't ever share the reason why we got divorced. But by the end of the year in 2022, it was clear that we needed to move forward with divorce. Um, Another thing that was helpful for me and other people have shared with me as well is that I would think about like... If my daughter was in a relationship, it was in the relationship that I was in, what would I want her to do? Or what would I be okay with what was the dynamic in the relationship? Would I be okay if my daughter was living like the life that I was? And thinking about it in that way was very eye-opening to me um, because you kind of remove yourself from the situation And you can, I feel like you can see things a little more clearly when you think about things in that way. So then my next point here is there are some books that I would recommend on this topic um, that really helped me. I'll link them in the show notes. But one of them is called, and this one is like specifically for men, but it's also really good for women to listen to as well. And it's called, This Is How Your Marriage Ends. I can't remember... Like I'm drawing a blank on the author, but I'll link it in the show notes. Um, And then another one that I'm listening to right now is 
why can't I just leave? That one so far is really great as well. And then another book that really helped is Codependent No More. Um, That is a really popular book. My therapist recommended it to me and that one was really helpful. That one was just really helpful to me. Um, Okay. So, and then the other thing I wanted to ask is like, how how to handle divorce with young kids? This is another question that I get asked quite often. Um, And I have shared this on my Instagram stories. I don't really want to share like more in detail on this podcast because it's kind of painful. Like when I was making my notes for this podcast and I was going back to that time and going back to my Instagram stories from that time where I talked more in detail about it, like it's so painful and it's such a sensitive topic. And everyone's situation is a little unique because the marriage and the divorce is going to be unique. The kids, the children's ages are going to be unique. Like there's so many variances. So I would definitely 100% recommend talking to a therapist about the best way to approach this for your specific situation and your kids. But for us, kind of generally speaking, like it was really important for us that our kids knew that we were still a family, even though mom and dad were not living together. We really emphasized that and continued, we really continue to emphasize this with our girls, um, that we're still a family. All families look different. Sometimes moms and dads live in the same home. Sometimes moms moms and dads don't live in the same home. Some homes only have one mom. Some homes only have one dad. Some families are being raised by two dads or grandparents. Like, just really emphasizing that all families look different. There is not a one-size-fits-all, and we are still a family no matter what. I also bought a few children's books that were age-appropriate for my girls that talk about divorce, that all families look different, kind of what to expect when you're transitioning back and forth between two homes and things like that. So I will link those books in the show notes as well. Um, But again, talk to a therapist. And then for me, it was just really important to emphasize that all families are different. We're still a family and it's okay. I'm trying to normalize that with my kids. Um, Another thing that a lot of people recommend is to let the child know it is not their fault. It is not their fault that a divorce is happening. They are loved no matter what. Those things are also really important to let your children know. Um, And these questions continue to be brought up um, even over a year into my separation and divorce. My kids still ask questions. Um, They still come up. So just be prepared for that. It's not a one time conversation that you'll have with your children. It, it is ongoing. Okay, let's move on to some other things that I thought would be important. Another question that I have that I commonly get is how to support someone who's getting divorced. So my number one thing when I was getting divorced is I did not want pity from people. Like there was nothing worse than someone feeling bad for me. Like you can see it on someone's face when you're talking to someone and you're telling them that you got divorced. um, Even to get to that point where you're telling someone that like you're divorced, you're going through the separation or whatever, that is really hard to even get to that point. But then when you can see it on someone's face that they feel bad for you or they're pitying you or something like that, like there's nothing worse. So my number one recommendation is like, don't feel bad for that person even though it might be a really shitty situation, whatever it is, encourage them. Be there. Listen. Like listening is like probably also my number one recommendation is just be there to listen. Listen to them. 
Don't be judgmental. Just listen to them. Be there for them. Another thing is that when you know that they are, they don't have their kids, it's not their parenting time, ask them to go out with you. Ask them to go out to dinner. It doesn't have to be, you know, a crazy night or anything like that. But ask them out and have it be just one-on-one because it's also, this much my personal experience. Um, maybe other people are different, but like, there's nothing worse than feeling like you're a third wheel. So you don't want to go out with your girlfriend and her husband and kids. Cause then you're just like the third wheel. You're just kind of, you don't have your kids. It just feels awkward. So just invite them out just one-on-one, like have a girl's night, go out, get some drinks, go to dinner, go to a movie, whatever on the weekends that she doesn't have her kids. Cause especially at the beginning, because like you're going to be struggling like uh, as a single parent, or a divorced woman, like you're going to be struggling. It's really hard at the beginning. Like you have so much time on your hands and you almost don't even know what to do with yourself. So some challenges also, and that kind of leads me into the next question is that challenges when becoming a single parent. So at the beginning of your divorce, you really don't know what to do with yourself during your, um, when your children are with their other parent, you don't know what to do with do with yourself. So for me, during my marriage, I put my whole self, my whole identity was in my kids. My whole identity was in my marriage, pleasing other people. I didn't have any hobbies. I didn't really have too many friends that like I saw regularly. So on my off weekends for my kids, I try to stay busy, especially in those early months, because you're going to be a wreck. And that's okay. It's also like, I just, I fully want to explain like it's it's okay to be a wreck it's okay to cry it's okay to have your feelings like sit with your feelings do all of those things you know to to care for yourself don't don't diminish your feelings or or shove them under the rug whatever it's also important to not allow that to consume you so if that makes sense so allow yourself to feel your feelings accept that journal, whatever you need, have a cry, whatever you need to do, and then kind of move on with your day. Um, so things that I did in those early weeks um, or early months is I would go to the gym. I really loved yoga, love hot yoga. And those really felt gentle and were very emotionally healing. So for me, that was like my go-to. I would go to the gym every single day when I didn't have my kids. Um, and that's a, a that's a way to like care for yourself um, and also get like some aggression out <laughs> if you want. And then I would also spend a lot of time with my family. So I'm really fortunate. Um, I have five siblings and most of them, well, four of them live here in Utah. And I would just spend a lot of time with my family. I would go up to my dad's almost every single Sunday that I didn't have my kids and have dinner with him. Those first two months of my separation, I lived with my mom because actually this is another thing that I should have mentioned Those first two months, because we weren't really moving forward with the divorce, we were just in that temporary separation period. So what we did is we had our kids stay in the home because we didn't really know what was going to happen. We didn't want to confuse them. So those first two months, the girls were at home all the time. And then Cody and I would come and go. So I would go stay with my mom when it was his parenting time. I would go take my things over to my mom, stay with my mom for five nights. And then I would come back. Then Cody, um, we rented an apartment for him that was very close to our home. He would go and stay at his apartment. He doesn't have the same type of family support 
that I have that's really close. So, um, so that's the way that we did it at the time. Oh yeah. So I was like thinking, I'm like, what was my point there? Yeah. So I would spend a lot of time with my mom. Obviously I was living with my mom. So I had a lot of support from my mom. I, you know, hung out with my sister. I started hanging out with my friends more, which was awesome. I read, reached out to friends that I hadn't to in a long time and connected with them. And I just feel very fortunate that I have that type of support system here. I know not everyone has it. But really just trying to stay busy is is key. When you don't have your kids, like you got to stay busy um, and do things to care for yourself so that when your kids come back, your cup is full and like you are ready. Because when it is your parenting time, it is 100% you. You have no one to relieve you, no one to tap tap you out. Like it is you from like the second you wake up to the second you go to sleep. You are doing all the night wakings. You are doing literally everything. You're cooking every meal. You're doing everything. So um, anyway, yeah, you just got you got to care for yourself so that you are prepared for when your kids come back. Okay, we are getting close to time. I like I'm trying to keep my episodes at 30 minutes um, because I know your guys' time is valuable and don't. I don't want to have a very long po- podcast um, for my episodes. Okay. Another common question I get is co-parenting. Me and Cody have a very positive relationship. And I am so fortunate that I have the relationship with him that I do. Um, and so we get questions on this a lot. Um, so what I'll say about co-parenting and healthy co-parenting, again, from my own personal experience, it takes two. Um, if your co-parent won't co-parent with you in a positive way and they have boundaries, like whatever it is, there's nothing like you cannot control anyone but yourself. There isn't anything that you can do about that. You have to keep your side of the street clean and do your best. Um, go, good co-parenting, it doesn't always look like sharing holidays or going on vacation together. Like it definitely doesn't have to look like that. Um, there's variances. And I think the biggest takeaway for me is that, um, like I, I should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode, um, because it kind of goes into like my own divorce, but I grew up with divorced parents. My parents got divorced when I was 10 years old. It was a very high conflict. Um, my parents were married over 20 years and our entire lives were just turned upside down in an instant. It was very high conflict. And so the, I think that that's really shaped me and how I handle my own divorce and my co-parenting relationship with Cody because I don't want my kids to have the same trauma that I had and that I still have over 20 years later. And so I think our experiences really shape the way that we handle things as adults. And so in a way, if anything positive came from my parents' divorce, it was that I could protect my kids from the same trauma that I have. Anyway, all of that to say that like my experience shaped the way that I try to co-parent with Cody. That is something that is very important to me. And I have been very clear from the beginning. Cody is also that same way where he wants it to be as positive as possible for the girls. Um, We're really lucky where we get along really well together, you know, all things considered. The other thing that I think has really helped is that like I, and again, like I don't want to offend anyone by this. Like I feel like I always trigger people 
when I talk about co-parenting because I know it is a really tricky subject. But I think that for in my experience, one of the things that that did really help me is that when I got separated and divorced, I chose to honor my marriage for what it was. Yes, I was angry. It wasn't fair. Like it's not what I signed up for. Like I never imagined that this would happen to me. It's not what I wanted, right? But like it happened. It happened and it is what it is. I was kind of faced with the choice of like, am I going to live my life being angry and resentful and hateful? Or am I going to choose peace? Am I going to honor my marriage for what it was? Be thankful because I got two beautiful, amazing daughters out of it. And I think because I have that mindset behind my relationship, I think that really helped. It's helped me heal. It's helped me accept things. I think realizing that like divorce is not the end of your life. It could in some cases be the beginning. I think that's one thing that's really helped have a positive co-parenting relationship is just accepting and healing from the divorce. And then, I I mean, I have a note here. It's kind of what I had already said about my parents. Like I was just super hypersensitive to my own experience as a child of divorce. So I really believe that that helped shape the way that I addressed my own relationship um, and my co-parenting relationship. Yeah, that, that, that definitely played into it. So yeah. All right, you guys. So that is all the notes that I have on this topic. I could go on and on and on, but this episode is a, at about 30 minutes. So I'm going to cut it there. But if you have any questions or comments or anything like that, um, please let me know. You can connect with me on Instagram, TikTok. Please refer to the show notes and feel free to send me a DM if you have anything specific that you want me to cover. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can show your support for this podcast by clicking the follow button and leaving a rating and review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at honestlycaitlin.com.